in my work with some of my clients, it seems that there is this thing somewhere in the basement, potentially knocking on the door from the basement on just make sure that you aren't complacent, just make sure that you provide the results that people expect you to do, do the work that you're expected to do, deliver, 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 which can become breathless and hectic and you don't pause anymore. And it becomes that rat race of hamster wheel-like activity. And as we all know, the hamster wheel will spin like crazy, but it won't move. That's fascinating because when I think of the word complacency, I think of someone who feels like they've got it all sorted and doesn't need to try. And you've just expressed the exact opposite, which is that in order to feel that you're continually avoiding complacency, you are working extra hard and that involves an awful lot of pressure. And maybe that's because of the environment in which I've seen those behaviors that led me to pay attention to how can I avoid, how can people avoid um, feeling complacent. And it's a beautiful example of how two people can use one word. They use the same word and the meaning they derive from using the word is very different. Therefore, it's so important to talk about these words and say, what does it mean to you? What's the image that comes up when the word that you hear is complacent? So what's the image for you? It's the, the image of, of someone who says, I've done enough. There's an image of, it's an image of a man sitting in a chair after a good meal, sitting back, probably on the way to dozing off for an after lunch nap, being very happy and content with himself and the world around him. And probably thinking or even expressing that, you know, I've done my fair share today and I couldn't be bothered to, to do any more. And by the way, don't even try and suggest that I could do more. And what does the image of the man who's frightened of complacency or trying to avoid it, what's that image? That's someone who could have sat at that lunch table with the aforementioned other person and who could have enjoyed the good meal together with the aforementioned person and after eating the main course, excused himself, got up from the table, walked out of the room and started going back to work because during the first course and the main course, 
he kept receiving text messages and people would try and phone him up and he wasn't able to enjoy the moment. Do you have a sense of where you sit on that spectrum between these two people? Well, I, ideally, if the if the the idea is that we we should we we should show that we 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 can achieve what we want to achieve, or we can achieve what is expected of us without making too many visible efforts. Think of a, a model of effortless competence. I can do this and I can do it very well without having to sweat all the time. I think that would be the the ideal image. So definitely not the second person. Um, if this is a good meal and it is in good company and there is a time and space for a conversation, I will probably switch off my phone so that I can be present in this moment. Mm -hmm. uh, I may not eat that much that I actually have to sit back and will soon doze off because the digestive apparatus needs all my energy and I can't think anymore. Um, that may not be the image, um, but it's much more the idea of let's enjoy the moment and let's be present in this moment as opposed to being torn into too many different directions at the same time. So how does work in progress in that, allow, thinking of oneself as work in progress or going through a program, thinking of oneself as work in progress, how does that then protect against complacency and avoid the hamster wheel? How, how does that connect to effortless competence? So um, this is probably something to, to explore. Um, and if anyone has an answer, uh, here's my phone number, call me. I'm curious to have the answer. The, the, the idea of work in progress, the attitude of work in progress, um, to me means that it allows me to try things. It allows me to experiment. It allows me to find different ways of achieving a certain outcome. And it also allows me, therefore, to say, um, I can be present in a particular moment and switch off all those other channels of information that may be coming in from the outside so that I can be present in this particular moment. And I can try and find out what it means to be fully present in a particular moment, what does that allow me to achieve? Hmm. If I am in one place at one point in time, not bothered by emails, 
phone calls, text messages, what have you, which means that I retain control over who can reach me at this point in time. I retain control of where I direct my attention. And the only thing that can distract me from being present is my own thinking, maybe not being focused, you know, seeing what's going on, having parallel thinking while being in a conversation, for instance. But at least I can I can create a a a protective space around that moment in time. And this protective space allows me to focus on what I believe is the right thing to do in this particular moment. So finding out what is possible if and when I'm fully present. To me, that is connected to being work in progress because in many situations, I know that for myself and I also know that for many others, in, in many situations, I am and we are fragmented between you know, paying attention to so many different things more or less at the same time that I'm protecting that space um, allows me to focus on the few things that are important in the moment and directing attention to what's important. And it's like if, if sunlight shines on a plant, that plant can develop. And if it's focused sunlight, that plant can develop more quickly. It can grow further. So that's creating space and creating attention for a, an experience of what's the impact of a limited number of impulses that come through an experience that that intensity. Um, not entirely sure how that really connects to this notion of, of work and, and progress, um, but it's clearly uh, an antidote to um, a hectic, breathless, running after many, many different things at the same time type of perspective, which may allow me to achieve a number of things, but I will likely do the same thing all over again. And I might become an expert at doing the same thing all over again until I realize that I may be an expert at doing the same thing all over again, but the same thing I'm doing isn't relevant any longer. Because I never paused and said, wait a minute, is this still relevant? Is this still useful? Does this activity, does this way of doing something still allow me to achieve what I want to achieve? 
So it's that that pause that allows me to to ask, am I focusing on the right things? I clearly see from that how the ability to be completely present in the moment is a very good protection against ending up on the hamster wheel. My next question then would be, how does being present protect you from the opposite end, from from complacency? Does Does it help there too? Um, well, what's the, what's the opposite of the hamster wheel? Um, the, the opposite of the hamster wheel can be lying, lying in the sun, um, by a lake, by a pool, which would be a moment of relaxation because most people would think, hey, this is relaxation. So that's a great thing. And of course, that's a great thing. Um, so that's not, not, that's, not the, that's not the opposite of the, the hamster wheel. Um, the, the, the opposite of the hamster wheel is being completely convinced that I have done what I could have done, what I should have done, and being convinced that my contribution has been so good and it's been so valuable that there is no reason to ask what else could I have done? How else could I have approached this situation? Maybe one word that comes to mind is um, people being full of themselves. And if I adopt that attitude of I'm work in progress and I mean it when I say it, how can I be full of myself? How can I be sort of terminally happy with what I've done? This is it. There is no way to do this any better. So thinking of oneself as work in progress protects against complacency and being present in the moment protects against over striving to avoid complacency. And it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a balance. Obviously, I mean, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't work all the time. Um, so I, I find myself quite often working away at something, and it seems to be really important. I get into the details, and only after a while I realize, hmm, this this has been very very intense. Um, this has been pretty detailed. Would this detail, this level of detail, really have been necessary? Sometimes the the hamster wheel seems to be a great place to be because it's full of energy. Lots of things happening. No movement, but lots of things happening. And clearly no one can say that, you know, your level of activity is insufficient. No. Uh, 
on the hamster wheel, the level of activity is likely going to be sufficient. Only it doesn't take us anywhere. Last time we spoke about um, finding out what our emotional needs were, and that, and you said that actually, it, when it came to it, that would probably be one number one step in the work in progress program, finding out one's emotional needs. Now we're talking about the the practical skill of being present and find it do, would you say that that is also a fundamental skill that would be core to the to the program of work in progress i definitely say yes to that to me the the word progress means that there is a there is a starting point uh, there is an end point for any activity or any number of activities and there's some terrain to cover between starting point and end point and presence can help to establish where it is that I'm starting from I mean in a in a in a track and field competition there's a, a white line somewhere across the track that says this is where we start running so that's been established. Mm. And then there are the lanes and then there is a finishing line and all the rest of it. And there it has been established by other people where it is that we start running, where it is that we're heading to. And our con competition suggests that should we do more uh, or are we okay? Uh, or maybe deal with the fact that someone else runs faster than we do. In many of the situations that I have experienced, that many of the people who I've worked with have experienced, there isn't that clarity of where do we start from? Where are we heading? How do we know that we make progress? Is the progress that we're making sufficient in order to achieve what we set out to achieve, what other people expect us to achieve? So a moment of presence, a moment of pausing, a moment of breathing can be very helpful to, to know where we're starting, to know where we're trying to head, which helps us to determine the cause of action. And it also helps us if we work in a larger group to calibrate. Are we all, as they beautifully say, are we all on the same page? Mm -hmm. Are we all standing behind, behind the same line and if we all stand behind the same line and we see the finishing line ahead of us do we see that the lanes look identical for all of us or are there lanes that have hurdles or holes or gravel or you know whatever um, so a moment of presence will help us Specifically, when this is about achieving something together, it is helpful to establish, do we all understand the conditions under which we work? And do we all know what we set out to achieve and how we're going to get there? So, so yes. I was thinking as you started 
talking about complacency, that there might be some people listening to this who think, well, you know, I'm in my mid-50s, 60, whatever, and um, feeling complacent about a life well-lived, a job well done at this point isn't such a bad thing. And uh, when you talk about thinking of yourself as work in progress, allowing you to avoid complacency, obviously that implies uh, a moral judgment about complacency not being a great thing. So I'm just curious around your thoughts of what is not good for the human spirit about complacency. Um, well, I could easily say that there is an age at which it is perfectly okay to feel a lot of complacency. And I can exactly say which age, which age that is. Um, <laughs> Unfortunately, that isn't true. Um, let me put it this way. Um, so someone in their early 60s, they say, um, so far I have a, a life well lived. I've made significant contributions to my family, my friends, my community, my, my town, my company, my, you know, w whatever groups of people they feel they belong to, they're part of. And they're probably completely right. And we said that this may be their early 60s. Now, the average number of years that we can expect to live in, in our countries um, across Western Europe is probably north of 75 for, for many. And for someone in their early 60s, that means another 15 years at least, maybe 20 or 25 years. So I wonder what that means in terms of asking yourself those questions, what is it that I want my life to look like? Mm -hmm. Specifically at the point in time that I, that I retire from my formal job um, that has allowed me to earn my living and on the assumption that I've been reasonably successful or reasonably financially prudent, I don't have to worry about earning any more money uh, for the rest of my life, which would be a fantastic position to be in. And then we all know that if there isn't anything that keeps us engaged, if there isn't anything that keeps us active, if there isn't anything that keeps us sharp, um, we're going to lose that muscle. Mm -hmm. So very much in the way that we, use, we lose a muscle, a physical muscle, if we don't use it. I posit that we lose another muscle if we don't use it. If we say, okay, I've ticked all the boxes I needed to tick, and I can now finally switch on my personal go-to-the-pub scenario, and don't have to worry about anything, don't have to contribute to anything. I, I don't want to say that this is the wrong thing to do, don't, 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 don't get me wrong, but 
I wonder what that what that means to your your personal health, social health, mental health. And even if we go back to something very fundamental, um, people have a need to belong. Who do I want to belong to? Which group do I want to belong to after I retire? Which is a you know a natural community that I'm part of, the, the company I work for or the people I work with. And then I ret retire. I lose a key lever of my own belonging. How do I develop my sense of belonging going forward The first answer people give is, well, my family. Yes, of course, but, but, but then what? Who else is going to be there? Um, how do I develop my sense of belonging to communities that I find interesting? So this idea of work in progress wouldn't any longer, any longer apply to what I do and how I learn to do better or more effectively, it will probably start to apply more to who I am and which communities and which groups do I belong to. So it's probably less natural to think about work in progress when it comes to who I am let me posit that you can apply that as well hmm. to answering that question, who I am. Do you have a name for the muscle that you think complacency kills? I haven't got that name at the ready. Um, it's, it's probably the first word that came to mind. It's, it's a social muscle. Hmm. A community muscle. Which we do I belong to, muscle.